Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and I'm back with another episode of the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, and I'm here with one of my little brothers, Ryan Gonzalez, the founder and CEO of Stanford Post Services and Fast and Efficient Locksmiths. Man, how's it going on, bro? What's up, bro? You know, it's an honor to be here. This is one of my OGs right here, so you know, let's go. I'm ready to set the show, bro. seen you go over the years i met you when he was like eight years old coming to the ab you know what i mean like and um you know being the person that i am like i said i always looked out for all the younger kids on the block you know what i mean some reason somehow i took them under my wing and and i seen how you grow up to be an amazing amazing man you know what i'm saying you're running your own company you actually started two companies you know what i'm saying how to leave one and you know what i'm saying start your own and do bigger and better things um and, and you're only 28 years old man you're about to be 28 years old man that, that's got to be feeling incredible man no it definitely is man it's a big you know, but I never forget where I came from. Yeah, eight years old, bro. That was twenty years ago when I met you, bro. Long time ago, but yeah, the b- good things about a man, I say, is he has to be a protector. As well, he has to be motivated and determined, and dedi- dedicated to what he really wants. Um, they, there's a million more things, but like the main thing is a man is a protector, a supporter. And also, someone that's always going to do what he has to do to get what he needs to get done. And I learned a lot of that from my OGs, which you're one of them. Nah, nah, man. I appreciate that, man. So, I mean, that's a big thing, too, like you're saying. The first thing that came out to be important is being a protector, man. Why Why do you feel that that's so important, or where does it come from for, for that being one of your main characteristics? Well, one thing, I'm a cancer, you know, June 30th, you know, be 28. But um, cancer is one of our biggest traits is a protector. Um, when we feel loved and we love someone, our biggest thing is to protect them. And also with my security field, you know, my security background, like I learned that sometimes you have to, um, observe everything and then act. And that's one of the most important things about being security. And also with me being who I am, I always feel like I got to protect what's mine and what's, you know, what belongs to the people I love. And, you know, my mom taught me a lot and my mom taught me. Yeah, always protect what you love, and that's one of the biggest trades. And also, you know, I learned it from my big brother, and also I'm a big brother as well. So, protecting is all I know. And shout out to Kayla and Jada. You know, I love you, protect you, big brother. Like this is my big brother. I hear that, man. You know, when um, and and that's a big thing, cause I, I know, like I said, and I tried to mention I was gonna go there too, and um, you know. It's been a lot that's happened, like, in this last year or so, you know what I mean? Like, I know that last year you lost your mom, you know, all of a sudden, and this whole thing with COVID, and, and, and now you see that, man. I see you with your little brother here. I've seen everything that you do for him, too, and that's another thing that makes me so proud of seeing how strong and what of a bigger role model you're trying to be for him because, you know, again, again, I know I'm not trying to make it personal, but I know, like you said, leaving next door, you ain't grow up with your dad with you. You know, you had your stepdad there, and, and you know what I mean, again, I understand how much your family, your little brother, and Kayla means to you and, and everything you've done for them. So um, that's that's one of the biggest things that I've seen that I'm proud of you and the things that you've taken under your wing since your mom passed. And so uh, 
is it just because of that too? Like being that without your dad and, and seeing that with your mom, or you know what I'm saying? Like what drives that protector instincts for you personally? Basically, my mom, she always showed me that she was alone. She, I feel like she was a lone wolf as well. She probably felt she was a lone wolf, rest herself. But um, she taught me that at the end of the day, no one's going to be there to protect you. No one's going to be there to take you out of the toughest spots. You have to do what you have to do for yourself. So as a protector, I am always have my guard up. But also, I learned a couple people around me, sometimes when you act first, you're not really helping yourself or the cause. So as a protector, you observe so you know what's going on before you act. And basically, as a protector, I always observe everything and do what I have to do to protect everyone around me. And I learned that from people around me as well. A big goes to my mom because my mom was my father and mother at the same time. My dad, you know, he didn't really do much for me, but he did teach me one thing. Not to be like him. And being a protector is 100% what my mom has given me. And she protects everything. Like, she protected me. Now it's my goal to protect everything I love. And that's everything around me that means something. And, you know, Freddie teach me a lot. Sometimes I have my days. I'll be down and stuff. Just like every good dog. But Freddie shows me that being a big brother sometimes means more. And also being a protector means more than just protecting what's you. I want to protect what's us. And that's that that's like a bigger picture to me. You get what I'm saying? Like I want to change the generation where people don't just be selfish and just protect what's theirs. We protect what's ours, like the community, like what's belongs to us. Man, it doesn't matter what you own, it matters what you love. And what I love is being happy and being a protector makes everyone happy around us because protection means happiness because you could be who you want whenever you want and basically you don't got to worry about nothing because you're protected as a group you know i'm still learning though this guy teaches me a lot no and, and one thing that I, I that constantly say about growing up over here on the ave and everything like that is i love i always say man it takes a village to raise a child you know what I mean? Like, it, you can't just have one person influencing that, per, you know, that one soul because you only got one perspective of life, you know? And I felt like that was in our community was just so, you know, everybody looked out for each other no matter who it was, you know, I mean, what they did and stuff like that. And I know your mom did that for you too and for me and all of us, you know what I'm saying? Like, she would cook for us, you know what I'm saying? And if we was ever hungry, she would always give us something to eat, didn't matter what it was, like, looking out for us, for everybody there, you know? And, and, and she asked for that too. And, and, and you know what I mean? I hope I don't mind if I got to cut this out later and stuff like that. But I remember, too, when Vivi came to, you know, one of me, us and the kids, you know, when um, she was having issues with, with your stepdad, you know, and was like, you know, just just look out for me. And, you know, we, we heard that loud thud in the middle of the night, man, and we was at that door knocking, you know what I mean? And, and there to protect what's ours, like you said, the community and being there. So it was just like we knew that we could count on your mom and you and your family as much as I could count on us at the drop of a hat. So that, that's another thing. Like, I see that from the community. Like, everybody looks out for each other. There's that big sense of protection and awareness. And and you, you know that, too, man. If, if somebody if somebody else, mom caught you doing wrong, you're going to get three or four ass whoopings before you get back to the house. And then your mom going to beat you even worse for embarrassing you in front of everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, so. when we grew up, you don't have one mom. You have, like, five moms, bro. Shout out to Keisha. Shout out to Mima. Shout out to Miss Reese. You know? Shout out to Miss Helen and her mom and everybody. Yeah, yeah, man, it is crazy, um, you know, and 
and that's very important, man, the protected thing. And like you said, too, also, you know, being supportive. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand, you know what I mean? Like, you, you protect them and support them because it's like that, too, like, with your mom. And, and, and I always felt like that, too. Like, everybody's mother was okay when their kids was with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just said that they was afraid, they didn't care what other happened, who it was, like, oh, they were afraid, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, come hell or high water, they knew they didn't have to worry. So that, that, that gave me a great sense of pride knowing that, and that also made me want to make sure that I kept you guys safe because I had people counting on me to do that. You That's know right. what I mean? Like, and, and understanding that that was my responsibility as, as the older person, as, as the big brother, as, as that individual, because again, we all gotta, we all gotta protect and support each other. Just, just like I was thinking about it too, man. When I when I started my whole t-shirt business, you were the first person that was talking to me about that. You know what I mean? Like, and you already had your your, your first moving company going and stuff like that. Um, and you came to me to make some some shirts uh, for for Mike Melodia, right? You know what I'm saying? The MJ, <laughs> shout, you know what I mean? shout out Mike La Melodia. And um, you know, and that was my first ever sale in my t-shirt business, and that was going on six years ago. You know what I'm saying? And to this day, man, no matter you're saying like when you're with that company that you were before, and when you started your own venture, you know what I'm saying you came to me to support me. You know what I'm saying no matter what it was, and and helping me learn because again, I I, I definitely make mistakes and kind of like giggy ping around, but you know you always supported me in what I was doing. You know what I'm saying giving me good feedback, and I take that and try to improve and always making me better. So you know even that I am might be old and stuff like that. You know what I mean you always look out for me too, and I and I appreciate you. You literally. Support me from day one in this whole t-shirt business and everything that I do. So I appreciate that so, so much, love. You know, bro, we always got to be like that, man. You never forget where you came from. Like I said, I know y'all heard it once before, but you're going to hear a lot. This is my OG. Definitely one of my OGs. Definitely shout out to JR, you know. That's my one of my OGs that taught me how to never be a soft and always be a man. This guy taught me how to be a businessman and also taught me how to be a better human being in general. And sometimes you got to learn from the hardest situation in life. And shout out to everyone from Con Ave, you know. Moved there when I was 8 years old. I'm about to be 28. Moved out a couple years ago. But, you know, never forget where you came from. It taught me a lot. It taught me who to be who I am as well. To never stop reaching the sky. Because, you know, Con Ave is all about touching the sky and touching the top. And we, we showing a perfect example of it. So, you know, shout out to everything Freddie's doing. Shout out to Fox Customs. Shout out to everything, bro. Just remember this one thing. Stanford Pro Services will always be geared by Fox Customs. Just remember that. When we in the next century, we may not be running it. Our kids might be running it, our grandkids, but we're going to be around for the rest of the life. Nah, and I appreciate that, man. And that's that's the biggest thing, too, is because being that, too, like, supporter. And like I always say, man, the reason that I want to build something for myself from the ground up and have my own land and have my own stuff is because I want to leave something for my kids because that's how we do like generational wealth you know what I mean like keep our family going keep them supportive please and toast the heart and just like that man too like you know even with your own with your own um business that you started here with the moving company hiring your little brother to come and do jobs with you keeping them close by what I think is very very important because I was, I always say this, man, I was extremely blessed to have my dad in my house, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was there for us 24-7, you know what I mean? Shout like, out to Mateo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and one thing, like, he was he was poppy to all the kids in the neighborhood, and I think about it, like, Definitely. all of my friends. Definitely, me, my, and poppy. I remember that since I first moved there, bro. Sorry for cutting you off. No, nah, no, of course, of Yeah, listen, I know their real names, but me, my, and poppy, everyone knew them. That's who they were called. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I seen that, like, all... 
my closest, my closest friends, you know what I'm saying? The people that are, again, on the app that we roll with 24-7, man, their father was not in the picture for one reason or the other. You know what I mean? Like, but so I, I always took that upon myself because I knew I was so fortunate to have that. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't out of, like, like, uh, like pity or sympathy, stuff like that. It's because I just know important, you know what I mean, what a male role model is. Because I was blessed to have one, so I try to be the best male role model that I could be for anybody that's younger than me. You know what I'm saying? My nieces, you know, it's just so important to have a strong male figure, a positive figure in your life. You know, and I'm glad that I was able to do that for you. And it even makes me proud to see that you're doing that for Jaden and trying to keep him on the right track and do what's best for him. You know what I'm saying? Now that that is your responsibility because it's... it's it's a lot to handle, man, going at 20, 27 years old. You turn to 27 years old to then have to, you know, again, rest in peace to Vivi. I, I, we love you, you know what I mean, to take on so much responsibility, man, and you've handled it. Ex I can't even put into finding the words and, and express, like, on, on, you know, how strong you've been and how well you've handled the situation. So, you know, big on that, on supporting yourself, supporting your family, and really, like you said, taking up. Picking up the reins when you have to, man, you know what I mean? Like, and, and understanding that, like I said, you know what I mean? Like, that's a beautiful thing about, again, like, living in that tight-knit community because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're always going to have family with me, you know what I mean? Like, you know that we're, we're here for you, you know what I'm saying? 24-7, whatever it is, you know, because we love you, we support you, you know what I'm saying? We want to protect you as much as we can, you feel me? No, of course. I remember that, man. I remember when I first moved there, bro. I was just, I'm sorry if you got to blur this out later, but I was a pussy. I ain't know how to defend myself. I ain't know what to, I ain't know half of life. You know, getting raised as the only child by a single mother that's always working, you know, either in school, babysitter with family, you know, she's always trying to support me. But, like, once I moved to Conab, I saw life a little differently. And um, it might be a lot of stories I get into, but one story I do remember that changed the way I felt of being a, a member of Conab. I never repped anything. I never was in anything bad, but pretty much someone wanted to pick on me because I was the new kid on the block. And I remember this like it was a like it was yesterday. As soon as Freddie, Jr., Eric Morales, Mikey, and Randy and whoever else was there, bro, as soon as they found out, these dudes all squatted up and basically went after the kid that picked on me. And ever since that day, I'm going to be honest with you, no one ever, ever gave me a problem on Conab. And it was all due to the respect of my older brothers. So they taught me. Now it's my time to teach the new generation. My little brother is 10 years younger than me. When I moved to Conav, I was 8 years old. It's not 10 years old, but I lived a, quite a lifetime there. My little brother lived, what, 16 years on Conav? Mm-hmm. It was a little different from when I moved in there, but it's my time to show the new generation how to be a man. And sometimes being a man is not as hard as hard as you could be. It's sometimes as much as a provider, protector, and a observer as you could be. Because at the end of the day, life is not about acting every second that you want to act. Life is about acting when it's time for you to shine and time for you to show what you got. And I sometimes see that Sometimes who I am is a bigger threat to who I could be. And Freddie sometimes caught me in the moments where I was, I don't want to say a dark moment, but I was in a moment where maybe I would have made a poor choice. And those moments teach me you have to always think differently. And sometimes you have to step out of character and put yourself in the character and the shoes of 
the people you love and see how they re will react. And sometimes that helps me become a better person and become a better man. And yes, I did start one company and I started another company in the same field. Shout out to my cousin. I don't hold no grudges, you know, separate ways. That's it. New beginnings. That's how I look at it. But it's definitely a different way of me to look at all the mistakes and all the accomplishments I made and to make those choices to be better. And uh, I learned this from one of my exes. You never want to be better than anyone. You just want to be the better version of yourself. And sometimes that teaches me how to be a better man. Because I'm not trying to be better than the man next to me. I'm trying to be the best version of the man who I, I am. And that's what makes me go to the next level. And Freddie, this is the America's big brother. You already know. So I'm trying to be America's big brother's little brother, you know? Nah, man, I appreciate that, man. And, 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 and it's crazy how, how you said that because that, that's what I try to do leading by example, man. Like, you know what I mean? When people come to me for advice and I feel like that's just my way of looking at them and I try to get them to see the whole picture from every single angle possibly to try to understand, you know, what what is coming from. Again, like, you don't got to agree with somebody. You know what I'm saying? You could disagree, but as long as you understand where they come from or what's happening, that's what's truly important because everybody's different. But I think it, it, it's just that. Like, if you're able just, again, to step out of your own character, step out of your own feelings to try to see the bigger picture, you know what I'm saying? You will definitely, nine times out of ten, man, make a better, much better decision on what you want to do than something you're going to regret later, you know? Of course, definitely. When you regret something, that's not a good thing. When you make a choice that might have not been a good choice, as long as you learn from it, that makes you a better person because you're learning from your mistake. I learned this back in, I remember I was in high school, right tech. Teacher would never let you leave class unless you tell them one thing you learned a day. So I look at it this way. You learn one thing a day. That's 365 things you're learning a year. Every year, every day that comes, you're becoming a smarter person. And it doesn't even have to be anything big or small. As long as you're learning one little thing and you could always pass the information. You never know what you're at. You could be at a bar talking about, you could be talking about insects. And then one person say something, you'd be like, no, that's not how it is. It's this way. Because you know and you searched it up. It's just like you just made someone learn something a day. It makes you feel better. And like sometimes, you know, being learning something a day makes things better. And I learned that from Freddie because, yo, bro, I didn't know half the things I know today if it wasn't for him and some of my other OGs. I don't got to name them because, yo, you take me on a whole nother trip. But you learn something once a day from someone, I guarantee you will remember it for the rest of your life. And being a man is someone that could give another man credit for what he taught you. Some people don't have that, and I do, and I learned that from Freddie, learned it from my other people, but yo, listen, this guy right here is the next generation, bro. He has little juniors, they're going to take over, but right now, you guys got to get on it. This is my boy, Freddie, big brother. He's the America's number one big brother of the world. Just remember that one day you're going to see him, Saturday Night Live is going to be better than Jimmy Fallon. Just remember <laughs> that. He's going to have the hottest and the most creative influencers on this show one day. And I'm going to tell you that. I don't know when it's going to be, but one day you guys are going to see this show. And this show right now is going to come up as top five. 
I, I'm, that's what I'm hoping, man. Like, I, I, I want to grow, man. I just, that's, like I said before, man, that's one of, one of my personal biggest fears is being forgotten. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure I can't see myself living through the, living through a lifetime, man, and not impacting one person. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I, I want to do every single day, you know what I mean? Like, a little act of kindness for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, just make somebody smile or something like that because I know that's going to, make a, a long lasting impression, you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't know what's gonna happen or you know what I mean who's gonna be there. You know, and, and it kinda goes back to like we were saying before, you know what I mean, like about, you know, learning from yourself and, and trying to grow and really really catching yourself in your feelings because you don't know like w- one of my biggest things, man, like I, I there's just a wild story that happened to me, man. I mean I was having a just a, a really crappy day, man. Just one thing after another, man, was just just going wrong, man. I, I I thought I lost my wallet. They ended up canceling my card when I asked them not to do that. Somebody gave me attitude, and and then finally I came across um, this dude that I was having some stupid beef with, man, over a girl, man, that that wasn't even in my life anymore, and um and just because of all those other negative things that were piling up on me, man, I really got way into my feelings, man. Like I pulled over the car, man. I used to carry a butterfly knife. In my army, twenty four seven, man. I was a huge butterfly knife fan. I had one in my glove box, and I pulled it out, and I was getting ready to charge at this dude, man. And and it had to be like an angel, or, or I don't know, because I've never seen this OG. This older man came up and he pinned me to my car, man, and just held me there. And I was just going off on my feelings, cause all the shit that was pissing me off all day, and all the anger that was built up was coming all at once, and I wasn't myself. I wasn't in my own feelings. And if it wasn't for that dude, man, I would have probably committed a homicide on some dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like because I was I wasn't aware of my feelings. I wasn't taking you know what I'm saying stepping back and looking at things in the bigger picture. You know, so it's it just you really have to understand yourself and learn. Like it is like it's important again to learn a piece of fact. You know what I'm saying all the time because again it is that too. You know what I mean it's always wise to educate yourself because nobody can take knowledge away from you. You know what I'm saying? They can't take your knowledge and what you know away from you. So if you keep bettering yourself, you're going to be a better person than you are than the yesterday. It's also important to, as you learn about other stuff, you got to make sure you learn about yourself and learning like what triggers you, what causes you to react to certain things, you know what I'm saying? Because that way you'll be able to catch yourself before something happens and you really make a horrible decision like that time, you know what I mean? Of course. I don't know if you guys remember the movie, What Is It Taken? Yeah, My yeah. My boy, when they, you know, they took his girl and they, I mean, his daughter. Yeah, yep. But listen, when you saw that movie, you saw at the beginning, he said, I'm going to find you. This dude literally learned every move of his enemy and learned everything that he could learn. He What he did was observe a thousand percent before he acted. That's how I take life. You know what I'm saying? And a small story I tell you guys, um, you know, people from Stanford, if you guys know, but um, this is a place called Discovery Cafe uh, in Stanford, Connecticut. Pretty much... I am in the security field. I started a job there. I start. I got hired at when I was 20 years old in 2013, and I did five years there. But after my first or second year, um, basically the head bouncer, which is another person from Con Ave, another someone that's like an OG from Connecticut Ave, you know, Alex Gonzalez, you know, my brother. Yeah, 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 we, yeah you already know. <laughs> listen, we got the same last name, but we different. But that's my big bro, you know. But listen, put it like this. He literally looked at me. He was like, yo, Lil G. Because, you know, I always called him OG. He was like, Lil G. I remember when you first came here, you thought you was the hardest. Excuse me, but you thought you was the hardest nigga. And now I look at you and I be like, yo, it's not about that no more. It's about what we got to do to get the problem solved. 
And being a man is not about how hard you can be, how hard you can knock someone out, how much damage you can make. It's about how big of an impact can you make to make sure that there's no situation or nothing goes wrong. I don't, I'd rather have a life with no problems than a life with a million problems. And the best way to get past a life with no problems is learning and observing and learning different situations. Learning how to step outside the box. Learning how to act like your boy instead of acting like you. Because sometimes when you act like yourself, people around you may get annoyed and you may never know. And if you keep doing stuff like that, you're not really fixing anything. To be a better person, you have to observe yourself and put yourself in different shoes, different scenarios. And put yourself in a place where your mind would never want to put you, but where your heart and your dedication wants you to learn. And I learned that from being around people that sometimes could be the toughest critics. Don't get me wrong. The toughest critics are probably the toughest, the ones I love the most. I don't even got to name them right now, but if they were to hear this, they would know who I'm talking about because the people that judge me the most, and I don't even want to say judge me, the people that give me the feedback the most, which is, what is it? Corrective criticism. Constructive criticism. Yeah, you know. You know, sometimes some of us, we can't take that, bro. But the ones that can learn to take it as advice instead of in a bad comment, are going to learn how they could become a better person. And I learned that from some of the toughest people around me. And, you know, being a better person is also being a step closer to being a better human being. When I say human being, I mean better man or better lady. And life is crazy. And especially the life that we live right now. I suggest everyone wear your mask and learn one thing a day. And learn from Freddie because that's big bro. No, man, I try, man. It's, it's just important because, like I said, man, uh, that's the one of the big reasons why I'm doing this show is, again, like, I want people to understand, like, it's not about being the hardest person on the block. I remember, like, there was plenty of times, I'm saying, like, we can get into fights and throwing traps and stuff like that, and then the next day we just talk it out, hash it out, go about our differences, you know what I'm saying? But nowadays, man, people, they, they get insulted, and, and they want to reach for a gun. They want to stab somebody. Everybody looking at death, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's scary because... Like you said, man, I, I got a son now, you know what I mean? Like, and I got a little girl, and I want him to grow up somewhere where it's safe, um, you know what I mean? I have to worry about those things. And it's crazy to think that, you know, somebody, because somebody stepped on somebody's shoe or said something about somebody's mama or whatever, you know what I'm saying, start some, some nonsensical beef, and somebody lose their life at an early age, you know what I'm saying? There's there's too much of that happening, and, and it's part like that. Like you said, man, I think it's, it's important that we understand how to step out of our own shoes how to try to see things from the eyes of others because we, you know what I'm saying, everybody's going through something, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's life is perfect, you know? Everybody has issues that they're going through. You don't know how that's affecting that person or what's going on. Like, yeah, you might see it differently, but it's very, very important to be able to empathize because when you can understand how that situation is hurting that person and affecting them, you'll be able to make a better decision or find a better way to help them with that problem, you know? So, at the beginning, too, Ryan, you also mentioned two other characteristics as far as, like, being motivated and somebody who's determined to do whatever they got to do. Um, and I see a lot of that in you already because, again, like, how's it long since you, you launched your first company? Um, the first company started back in um, 2015. Um, officially, July 10th, 2015 was when I officially started my company with my older cousin. Um, since then, it's been, um, what, six years? 
coming this July. Um, and I restarted a whole new phase, a whole new company um, last May during the pandemic. And, you know, sometimes I felt like I was down and, you know, I didn't have the energy to keep going. And once I found that dedication, that motivation to be determined to, you know, push what I really love, it made me feel like I was becoming a better person. And I didn't do it once, but I did it twice. And I'll be 100% honest, the second time, I was able to see all the mistakes I made the first time around. And sometimes doing it the first time it doesn't make you anything bigger. It all matters of what you learned and what you accomplished. And sometimes, you know, your downfalls may overpower what you really accomplished. But to become a dedicated person, you sometimes have to see past the, excuse my language, but past the bullshit and past the drama and past the negativity and be able to find a way to see the positivity, the positive things going on. And that's what helped me become a better person and helped me become more determined and more dedicated to what I love. And obviously those around me show me that sometimes stepping outside the box, you can learn how to become a happy person. And, you know, coming up where I came from, sometimes I had the darkest moments. Sometimes I had moments where I wasn't happy, but then I thought about moments where I was happy and that made me become a better person and also made me be more dedicated to know that there's better things out there. And, you know, I did it once, I did it twice. Hopefully I don't got to do it a third time, but hopefully second is the best, like they said, right? So, uh, I mean, that, that, that's crazy to think. Like you said, that was, what, 2015 you started? So six years ago, so I would have made you 22 years old. So at 22 years old, man, a lot of kids these days, they worry about, you know, probably going out partying and clubbing and stuff like that, man. But you decided to start your own business. Like, what was... Why did you make that decision? You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, um, not to get too much out of you know out of character, out of story, but um, I started a business with one of my OGs at the time, one of my closest family members, and basically we both um, not to get in you know too much of his business, but we both lost a job that we had, and basically, um, he had a friend that was connected to someone that had a moving company. And basically, he called the guy. I was like, what's up? I'm trying to look for a job. And basically, the guy was like, do you have someone else? My cousin calls me. He was like, yo, call this guy. You know, do what you got to do. Make sure you call him. I called him. Next thing you know, my cousin and I basically became the, the dream team for this guy. And we both lost the job. We both looking for a new way to make money, you know. At the time, you know, he was had his own life. I have my own life, but we all ha both had to be become protectors and we both become um, supporters in our own ways. He called me. We, we became the A1 team. Next thing you know, this guy said he didn't need, need us anymore. So I looked at my cousin. He looked at me. We looked at U-Haul, GM. This guy said U-Haul is busy year-round. I looked at him. I was like, yo, you trying to become the number one moving company in the world? And that's where... It all started. We thought we was, you know, like, you know, like Craig and Day Day thinking they top flight security. We thought we we was the best and the flyest movers out there. And I'm not going to lie. I ain't the best, but I'm top five mover in the Fairfield County. And that's what motivates me to be better, to become someone else. And it's, yeah, at the end of the day, we all do it 
a career and you know to make money and support what we love but at the end of the day it's way more than money it's something bigger at the end of the day money's gonna be here no matter what money comes and goes but i'm trying to be someone that's gonna be remembered my mom taught me to make something out of life and that's what i'm gonna do and if it's a mover security guard a big brother locksmith. a cousin a locksmith a junk runner a cleaner doesn't matter what it is my goal is to be the better person i could be and sometimes being the better you is being the better person for the group and sometimes it could be my customer it could be my friend it could be my little brother family member it could be my big brothers it could be my ogs that taught me a lot of things but i could also teach them a lot of things life is about learning something each day that you live and like i said if you learn something a day one thing that's 365 things you learn in a year think about that times about how many years you live you become more smarter and as well i'm not smart i'm intelligent i learned how to gain knowledge and persuade to my liking and persuade to get what i need and it's not about throwing someone else under the bus it's about just showing what you need and what you de- determined to be and sometimes like sometimes you got to put your guard down your pride and just be a better person and sometimes being a better person doesn't benefit you it might benefit someone else but at the end of the day it benefits the moment you're in and living life by the moment that you're in is better than living life in the fake or in a way that you don't really know how to handle situations Bro, I get thrown in situations where I've never been in before. I sometimes don't know what the hell I'm going to do. But the only way I get through those is observe, analyze, and then act. Some people want to act first. America's not about acting first. America's the bigger dream. So sometimes you got to observe more and look at what's around you before you act. And Freddie, this dude right here, he taught me. Sometimes I be talking to him, I be blabbering out the mouth, talking about a million things. He's just analyzing everything I say. Then he be like, bro, bang, 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 bang. It hits every point that I brought to him. And sometimes being a man is about remembering, analyzing, and then showing what you think about it. Not about emotion. It's about knowledge. And this guy right here taught me a lot about that. That's why he my big brother. No, I appreciate that, man. And it's... It's crazy, like I know, like we was talking about that too, and going off and starting your business and stuff, and and I can relate to that too, because again, like when I started my was about the same time, it was twenty sixteen, like a year later, it was yeah, a year later we started. Two months, year, and it wasn't more than I'll be honest, it wasn't more than twelve months, bro. No, I mean, I, it was, I, it was, it was about six to ten months. Yeah, or something no, like yeah, that, actually, yeah, because I did start. I do, rem- I do remember, because I remember I made a, well, uh, we made our first order at Staples, bro. And I remember a couple of my boys were like, yo, I still got that shirt, bro. It was just a simple black shirt that said the company name on it. It didn't even say nothing else, bro. Just a company name, man. Yo, it just it just hit. Next thing you know, I made a couple orders with a company in um, Derby, Connecticut. They made our business card. Next thing you know, I'm like, yo, it's not worth it paying this money for something that's going to fade. Freddie comes up to me. He's like, yo, bro, I'm trying to start this business. I'm trying to make some shirts. I was like, yo, bro. That's exactly what I need right now. Next thing you know, what is it? 
fast forward six years later. Yeah. Yo, yeah. every single gear you see Stanford Pro Services using except for the, the snapbacks. Because, you know, I'm testing different waters, you know, seeing with different things. But, you know, Freddie makes that. I'm coming to him no matter what. But every single gear, if you see it says shirts, hoodies, face masks, scullies, headbands, whatever it is. We might have sweatpants next winter if you guys are ready for that. You know, but whatever gear I have is made by Fox Customs. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's 110% correct. Yeah, man. I, I mean, and I, like I said, I'm glad you've been supporting me since day one and all those things because it was like that too. You know what I mean? Like we, we started that business back. Yeah, it was a couple months earlier because I was still working at Cablevision. And then I felt the same way because uh, by the end of the year of October 2016, we, we ended up getting laid off. You know, and that was for me. I was working in the corporate world, man. I've seen all that stuff that's happening and, and I've seen a lot of different favoritisms or just a lot of just ways that I. I didn't felt valued or appreciated as an employee. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest things for me was when um when my grandmother passed away, and I went to go ask for some time off because I had to go to, to to Puerto Rico to try to be there for all that stuff, and I didn't have any more sacred personal time, and it was pretty much was like yeah you can go but you're probably gonna get written up. You know what I mean? In the midst of like me having to do with a death in the family, and then after still putting in all that work and doing all that stuff to get just laid off and thrown to the curb, and my decision was like you know what. The next person who's going to fire me is me. You know, I can't work for anybody else. I can't rely on other people to support me and my family because I just had my daughter, you know what I mean, like a year before that. And I was all hoping that I was going to build up this corporate ladder and that that was going to be my career. And I just got thrown out, you know what I mean? Like, But but the good thing about that, I was able to go back to school and start something else. But that's what drives me and motivated me to want to be like an entrepreneur, do my own business, to, to do those things. And it's... And it's, again, you you my little brother, but you realized that a year before I did, you know what I mean? And that also kind of inspired me because, again, as I see you grow, you know what I mean? It's not a, I, I'm so proud of everything you're able to do, man. And, you know, we come down, we have these business talks and stuff like that. You give me a lot of good pointers and stuff like that. And I learn a lot from you um, because you you are actually doing this before me and, and learning. But you know what I'm saying? Like, keeping it there, like, supporting me, helping me out, helping me understand, the, you know, different things and forcing me to be a better person that making t-shirts and, and expanding my craft because a lot of things that I started doing was because you was like came to me with an idea and I'm like you know what I'm gonna figure out how to do that because I'm gonna make sure I you know what I'm saying I do that you know what I mean like, of so. course you was always saying that you was like yo listen I'm gonna find a way to do it listen this dude yeah bro he designed everything I gave this dude so much gear and this dude has always made it look official and if you don't believe me, look at my Instagram, Stanford Movers on Instagram. Hashtag Stanford Movers, Stanford Professional Services. Everything I wear is made by Fox Customs, except for like my fitteds, my snapbacks. But one day, That's he's, coming soon. he's, he's <laughs> going to be making them, trust me. That's right now, soon. I go to Washington Heights, shout out to Polygula Sports, you know. But other than that, everything else is made by Fox Customs. And I look at it this way. I'm a supporter. And I'm a man. And being a man, you have to learn how to support the next man that's next to you. Because sometimes being a man, they, they have their pride where they can never let someone else have yeah, that man. moment. And that's dangerous. And it's dangerous because, think about it this way. Shout out to the people that have their crews where there are multiple people in there. And they all show love and they're always going to support each other. Versus the other crews where everyone's hating on each other. And you could never fully trust everybody. It's hard. You never have that. But shout out to the people that do. But when I feel like that, I feel like that around my big brother, Freddie. 
and a couple other people, but being someone that could show support and as well get the feedback and the support you need at the moment you need it shows you how to become a better person. It's not always about you. It's always about the bigger picture. And sometimes the bigger picture, someone else should have the spotlight at that moment. And like, you know, some people can't show that. And being a man and being someone that who is a supporter and a motivator, he's able to give someone else the spotlight at the moment that deserves it the most. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, that's, that's key, man. Like, I, I understand, you know, being there for each other, supportive. And one of the things that I, that I really love about our relationship is, you know, yeah, we got a lot of history, you know, going back and stuff like that, you know, growing up together and living all that. But when we talk about business, we're respectful, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not going to try to shortchange you. I'm not trying to, like, money up you or try to be hungry or vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, I want to give you the best possible deal. Of course, I want to eat too, but I'm not going to shortchange you. And I know that vice versa, you know what I'm saying? If we of ever course. have something like that, we're able to talk about it and communicate as men, you know what I'm saying, and as businessmen and wisely and understand that, what we doing business-wise and what we doing on this side of the table got nothing to do with what we doing on the other end. You know what I'm saying? Of like, course. you know how to keep that separate and keep that respect amongst each other. So I appreciate, again, like, again, the support through all the years, you being here, and again, knowing that we can talk business when we got to talk business, and when we got to talk about, you know, stuff that's personal, we could do that and never, shall, the two shall meet, you know what I'm saying, so that we keep that relationship and keep that business going, you know? No, of course. And, like, yo, I have a million stories, but one story I do remember is recently, um, it was what within the last month or so, Freddie hits me up. I was like, "Yeah, bro, if you free, um, I'm meeting with my family, you know, at my mom's house and stuff like that. I'm gonna have my kids. I'm gonna have, you know, my sister, her kids, um, and stuff like that. You know, my uncle will get beat and stuff like that." I was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm a, I'm gonna show up." I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was working with my little brother, you know, Jaden and stuff like that. And I was like, "Yo, Freddie, I'm gonna pull up." Um, you know, I live about 30 minutes away from Stanford now, but I was like, I'm gonna go. I showed up, you know, my little brother and I, where we grew up, you know, Freddie's parents still live in the same spot and <laughs> it's legendary because, yo, if you remember Con Ave, you remember Bottom of the Hill, the only Puerto Ricans out there was my <laughs> household and my boy Freddie, you know, our household. And think about it. We were back to back. We shared a porch. You pass that corner. You always saw a party. You always got a hot dog, a hamburger, or anything. Whatever was on the grill, whatever was around, my boy Freddie and his parents will always show the block love. And I take that from now, 30, 40 years from now, it's still going to be a legendary spot. We may not be there, but I'm always remember that. And we learned that from where we came from. So that's why I say, never forget where you came from. And we came from somewhere where it may not may not have been the biggest or the best picture in the city that we lived in, but it would always be a legendary moment and a legendary history from where we came from. And I'm going to say this one time and one time only. 38 boys, Con Ave. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. I like, the, the neighborhood doesn't make the people. The people make the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, and no matter what you see, if you got great people there, everybody looking out for each other and everybody supporting each other the way they have, like, there was never really any, any hard feelings amongst anybody. Like, it was, we loved each other, we fought each other like family. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the time. Called, you know what I mean? Listen, like, I learned it this way. It's called tough love. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It could be Puerto Ricans. It could be Italians. It could be any race. It, could, it doesn't matter where you're from. Tough love goes a long way. It may not be the greatest of that moment, but we're always going to see that moment from a 
point of view of learning and intelligence. And basically, tough love is the way I grew up. I don't know about my boy Freddie, but I know definitely I came up tough love. Sometimes I felt like I was the ugly duckling. But then again, I always felt that I had the love that I deserved. But, yo, sometimes tough love shows you how to be someone better than anything else. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta be there for everybody, like the 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 be the good and the bad, man, and and you know going back to like you say, like being determined and, and being motivated, you know, and again, I know it's touching stuff like that, but I remember you know when when your mom passed last year, um, you know it was it was tough for everybody, you know, it caught everybody by surprise with all of a sudden, you know, and and like you said that you were in your other business and stuff like that, and and you know what I mean you had your part your own ways. And to, to start again, you like you did that, like a second company amongst that, you know what I mean? Like just the recent tragedy during the time of a pandemic, you know, you you on your own. Now you you a parent to your younger siblings and stuff like that. And to have the courage, you know, to do that during the midst of a pandemic, you know what I mean? Like that that shows great motivation and determination to like, yo, you know what? Going back to that, like I gotta support and protect my family. You know, so that, again I give you a lot of credit because that takes a lot of balls. To, to do that, you know what I mean? Was that your major force too, like starting it back in, in, in during the pandemic times? You know what I mean? What was your, your second push? Because a lot of people look at, they go through the business, you know what I'm saying? And they'll fail or something happens or whatever and get discouraged. You know what I mean? Like, and you started with somebody at the beginning and now you're completely on your own and doing that again. What was your, again, the major driving force for that for you during that time? Pretty much, you know, it was a tough time. Like, um... 2020 was definitely uh, one of the toughest toughest years I ever had to go about. Um, I did lose my mom um, February 4th, 2020. Um, she passed away at 50 years old. Um, for those of you who knew my mom and also showed me a lot of support and love at that moment, I give you a lot of respect and I show love to you guys no matter what. But um, not to get too much on that subject, but what made me push and made me become a better person was that um, my mom always taught me never to hold grudges and always be the best version of yourself. And um, she never really had the greatest life. But she always showed me that she was trying to give me a better life. And where I grew up, um, it was tough, you know, a lot of things going on. But think about it. 20 years later, I'm still alive. Um, might not be the healthiest. You know, I'm a little chunky on the, you know, but I'm a mover, so, you know, I'm, I live cardio life every day, but basically what determined to push me was that I lost my mom, but at the end of the day, I still have a little brother and a sister. Um, I, at the time, our little brother was, um, he was still 16, and my little sister was only um, 12 years old, and you know, they lost a mom, I lost a mom, but at the time, I was 26. I lived pretty much most of my life and now I'm an adult but it still touched me a little differently than they touched it because you know I had my own memories and I had my own style and my own you know respect for my mother and you know she had a very big part of my life so you know it's tough for all of us but also um at the time before the pandemic started I was you know going back and forth with my my partner at the time so what made me push was that I didn't want to be someone that couldn't support my siblings. I wanted to be there for them, and as well, I wanted to be there for myself. And sometimes um, you have to let go of certain cargo that you may not want to let go, but at the moment, you should let go of it to help your life progress. 
and I had a lot of weight that was on my shoulders. And basically, um, I felt like when I lost my mom, some of that weight got a lot, a little heavier. But in order for me to surpass it as well for the wake of my mother, the memorial of my mother showed me a lot. And um, the love I got from people around me and from my family and loved ones and people that were in family but are more than family than anything else. And, you know, a lot of friends that I never knew that my mom knew and people from her that showed me that, you know, the love of my mom actually goes a lot farther than I thought. That showed me that I had another chance and I had a second chance to be a better person. And after losing my mom, I felt like it was my responsibility to be head of household, but also to be the next person to have her legacy live on. I was her oldest child, so at that point, after her, I am the next generation. I am the next one to keep it going. And no matter what, she will forever be alive. And what she always said to me was, people are going to do things. People are going to make choices. But in order for you to be happier and healthier, you cannot hold grudges. And you need to think past all that and look at the bigger picture. And sometimes looking at the bigger picture is going against my pride going against what I believe but at that moment it, it it makes more sense to you know step step outside of the box step outside of your character because sometimes your character would not allow you to see how life really is and sometimes looking at it from other po people's point of view like for example Freddie's point of view or my cousin that I'm no longer you know in business with he showed me a lot from 16 until I was 22 he took me under his wing and as well, other people like JR and Mish and, you know, Randy and stuff like that, they all taught me different ways. And basically, I look at things from my OG's point of view and from my point of view. And from there, I try to figure out a way to get something done. And it's not about what happened. It's about finding the solution to make that situation go away. And I learned that from being a mover. And basically, now, when I get put into a situation... All I want to do is pass that barrier. And the only way to pass that barrier is to become a better person of you and better version of you is to be someone that could see through past everything. And sometimes I can't see past everything. I don't wear glasses, but sometimes I'll be blind to what's really in front of me. And the only way I could surpass that is to look at it from other people's point of view. So there's certain times, you know, Freddie could be a vouch for me. He knows that certain things... It, it wouldn't even have to do nothing to do with him. I'd be like, yo, bro, I just need your point of view. I just call him and, you know, vent him a little bit. And sometimes that makes me look at things at a different level. And sometimes being a man, he cannot put that guard down because it's like, oh, I'm a man. I have to be macho and all this stuff. It's not about that. It's about seeing things from different point of views and finding a way to look at it. I'm not smart. I'm not the brightest person. He may be brighter than me, but then I might have a way of showing something to him that he can't see. But in return, I look at everything as knowledge and instead of, what is it? What's the word again? Corrective. Constructive criticism. <laughs> I always get that word wrong. No, that, that, it, that shows I had a little problem with that growing up. But <laughs> no, it's, it's, I feel like it's just touching back to like what your mom was telling you about, like don't hold the grudges and stuff. And that's something that I said to myself all the time. I personally feel that you should never 
that every moment you spend with negative feelings, you know what I'm saying, whether you're angry, holding a grudge against somebody, or holding any sort of en negative energy inside of you, is a moment of happiness you're never going to get back. And I don't want to focus my life for, I don't want to have more negative moments than I have positive moments. Of because, course. like, again, like this pandemic shows and everything that's going on, man, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, tomorrow's well, never promised. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't want to live holding on to any of those those negative attachments, you know? And it's like you were saying, too, like, it's important to, to understand that. And, you know, and you know what I meant. Like, uh, like you said, you call me whenever whenever you have an issue, and I'm, and if I'm able to give you, I'm able, I try to give you as many different point of views as possible. Of you know course. what I'm saying? Because we got to look at everything and see what feels right for you. You know what I mean? Like, what's right for you may not be right for me. You know what I mean? Like, but... If you're able to see things and have a better, clearer picture, you're able to understand more and able to make a, a more conscious decision. That's why I always felt like that, too. Like, it's important. Like I said, we've been blessed. And like you said, the different OGs, because I have my set of OGs and a bunch of other people living on the Ave from, that gave me so many different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of my neighbor's sons told me how to ride a bike. Somebody else had me playing basketball or shooting. You know what I mean? Like, and I've gotten to see life from so many different angles that I understand now that you know, nobody single-handedly has the right answer. Of course. You know, it's there's a combination never, of different there's, things. There's never a right answer. It's the moment that takes control. So, like, for example, someone can have a right answer this time, a right answer this time, but it's two different scenarios. So, like, s something that could have been right one time doesn't mean it's going to be right every single time. And I learned that from where I came from. And, like, for example, like, not to, like, get too much into that, but, like, for example, like I said, I was soft. I wasn't, I, obviously, I wasn't a man. Obviously, I never had to defend myself. My mom's always defending myself. I was mama's boy, you get what I'm saying? I moved to Conab and, like, people like JR and Freddie, basically, they saw moments in me where they, they saw where I was a little soft. Not, I don't want to say soft, but saw where I needed to man up a little bit. Um, as you know, I did move there at eight years old. I never fought before. I never got into no problems. Living on Con Ave, you you learn how to defend yourself pretty fast. And um, they taught me how to be a man. And then as life goes on, I remember one time, I think it was my 17th birthday. Um, you know, my boy JR wasn't around, but I believe it was Freddie, my boy Chris, and my boy Andre. It was my birthday, and they all caught me. They all caught me slipping. <laughs> I was talking I was talking a little crazy, you know. My birthday was creeping up. They're like, Yeah, I'ma catch you. I'ma catch you. I was like, No, you're not, no, you're not. Listen, my mom set me up. <laughs> she she's like, Yo, he's right here. I was I was eating a bowl of cereal sitting on the porch. Next thing you know, all three of them running and charging me. Yeah. <laughs> that bowl of cereal dropped on the porch. I had a big bruise on my arm. Next thing you know, two days later, I was hanging out riding my bike. They all came up to me and was like, listen, how was your birthday, you know? They all turned out, listen, this is the last year we're ever going to touch you. <laughs> At this point, you took every single hit and you took it as a man to the point where we see you and we respect you. Fast forward that to, what, 10 years? Now I'm 27, but I should be 28. I'm in the middle of doing business with one of the OGs from that time. And I look at it this way. It's not about being the better man or being the bigger person. It's about being the better team player. And there's no I in team. Because I'm not alone. 
I can't beat this world alone. I can't make money alone, even when it comes to the moving. Like I tell my workers, let me let me let me rephrase that. I tell the crew members that I cannot surpass and I cannot be a better person without them. Without them being there on my side and defending me and defending the company side by side with me, my company will be nothing. Just as in your group of friends. If you guys don't all defend each other and always be there for each other, what what is it really? Yeah. It's every man for themselves. It shouldn't be like that. Nah. It should be a team effort. And sometimes that doesn't always happen the way you want it to. But from now on, from this point on and for the rest of life, I want to be a better person for myself and for every, every single one of the loved ones around me. Because I'm not selfish. My loved ones have to deal with me just as much as I got to deal with them, just as much as I got to deal with myself. So in return, I want to be the better person for all of us. It's not about me no more. It's about all of us. And as you know, as time grows on, my boy right here got two kids. I'm a big deal. So I got to be a big brother. I got to be an uncle. And as well as I got to be a father figure for my brothers and sisters. And as well, I got to be a supporter. And as well, I got to be the best person I could ever be for every single loved one that I love. Just as this guy right here has taught me. Listen, this guy is my OG, and I feel like I've ever, if I ever get married, he's definitely going to be one of my top dogs in that wedding. <laughs> you you know, already you know. know. Listen, 2023, 20, my 30th birthday. If you want to be a part of that, let me know. <laughs> yeah, no, man. It, uh, it, it's great to have, again, like this, that, like the people around to support you, you know what I mean? And that was our thing, you know what I mean? Like, it was the birthday punches, and we used to rally up and catch everybody, and it was just that, too, man. You know, it, it was just to help us develop a thick skin, you know what I mean? I think we've all been there, and, and understanding that, I was more than that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we would sit there, and we would beat each other up, you know, but also, and at other time, like, we made sure that we were comfortable enough with each other to be vulnerable with each other, you know what I mean? Of like, course. to know when, when we're hurting. To I caught him slipping a back. couple times, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, we all got it. We all got the whoopings, you know what I mean? Like, and Yo, I stole his belt one time. <laughs> <laughs> he used to bring out the, the WWF belt, you know? I don't know if you know about that, but we used to play wrestling. This dude used to hop the fence and try to jump off the turnbuckles on us. <laughs> and, and it was all that, man. It was, again, my... My way of, of for all of us to toughen each other up in a place that we're safe, we're vulnerable, and, and learn to protect ourselves. You know what I mean? Like because we gotta be there to again, like you said, like like we started this whole thing, and the key items you talked about being a big man or being a good person was to be somebody who's supportive, to be a protector, to be a motivator, to be determined, and throughout your life, you know, you exercise all those and continue to do that. You know, and I'm and I'm and it and it does honor me and it humbles me, man, to 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 know that. I was a major part of that for you. You know of what course. I mean? Like, I, that was my goal, my intention, my, my entire life. And knowing that it has grown some and blossomed some some beautiful fruit and stuff like that and created, helped create an amazing young man, you know, I, I'm very honored and happy that I was able to do that for you, man. So so thank you for giving that to me and letting me know that because it, it does let, give me more to believe in myself and that I'm doing the right thing and I'm and I'm being a person that I'm that I'm meant to be on this earth. So I appreciate that. Of course, you're America's big brother, <laughs> and yeah. and that's what I'm trying to be, man. So um, I do appreciate you so much, man, for taking the time to sit down with me and stuff like that. 
and I, and I just want to end this on one thing, man. If you could give one piece of advice to to the younger self, or one piece of advice to, to these young little brothers and sisters out here, what would you? What would that be? Well, there's a million things I could say, but one thing I want to say that first thing that came to mind is never think you're better than the next person around you, because when you think you're better than someone, at the end of the day, you're actually failing bigger than you think, because we're not better than each other. We are the better version of ourselves. So like J. Cole said, be beautiful is be a better version of you. You get what I'm saying? So my biggest thing for everyone, especially my little brother, you know, he's a, he's he should be sleeping because, you know, school time, you know, Saturday Night Live, he's not around for this right now. But, like, to be the better person, you have to learn how to be in scenarios that you've never been in. You have to learn how to adapt and be better at scenarios that you've never been in. Because if you think that everything is sweet, everything is easy, you got life wrong. Because when I turned 18, I saw life a different way. And sometimes I look at it because, you know, we still feel young sometimes inside, but we're not really young no more. We're just getting older every day. I'm, what, two two months and two years away from being 30. I ain't young no more. I'm getting old. But one thing I want the young generation to know is that there's always going to be someone that could probably be better than you. So you don't want to be better than them. You just want to be the better version of yourself because at the end of the day, you are who you are. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or what anybody says about you. It's, it matters about how you feel and how determined and how motivated you are about the scenario that you're in and the life that you're living. And sometimes the road that you're in, you may not feel good about it, but there's always a better road out there for you, and you always have to be the best version of you. So sometimes if you see things, you catch things that are not going good, change it and find a way to make it better. Not for yourself, not for no one else, just for your future. And sometimes the young generation, they want to live for the moment. No, you want to live for the future. Because the past, the present doesn't mean shit. The future is where it matters. Nah, well, I appreciate Back to the that, future. Man. <laughs> well, thanks again, man. Thank you all for sitting here and spending this time with us. I appreciate you. So thank you all. Love you. And like I always say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. <laughs>